technology and society with Aki Anastasio. This feature is brought to you by Altron, technology partners in your digital transformation journey. For more information, visit altron.com. Altron, there when it matters. Hello. Hello, Yubi. How are you? Jesus, a lot of enthusiasm. Well, it is good, a Monday. Man. It's a I'm Monday. Good. I'm very good. I don't know why I'm in a good mood. I even had a random good thought just now. What was Maybe that? it's because I was having a conversation just now about poverty and inequality. I was thinking, shame, man. Maybe I should offer my producers lunch. It just popped into my head. Wow, that's like, uh, where do you guys want to go? You know, there's Saint across the road, which no. is, serves an excellent lunch. No, no, I would I'll highly recommend that. A, a working lunch. We can't go out because I need to I need to go. Zayn doesn't eat much, so he's a cheap date because, you know, he runs and like, yeah, he already he had a very healthy. snack. He had some weird, not even an orange. I don't know what the thing is. <laughs> he has like a grapefruit for some, breakfast. It was a grapefruit. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was blood red. Abel eats, but Abel is very shy when he gets offered, offered things for free. Yeah. Then he orders like one rice grain. Unlike one of your past uh, sound engineers, Thomas, who oh, ban- yeah, no, bankrupt a, you. He was a vacuum cleaner. Bankrupt you. Uh, that's why you see him at every Kaya event now, just vacuum cleaning whatever is <laughs> in front of him. So maybe maybe we'll do that. A lunch, yeah. yeah. We'll working think about lunch. it. Whatever can be ordered off Uber Eats, of course. Mm, mm. Um, other than that, I'm well, my friend. How was Very, your weekend? Um, it, was, it was superb, thank you. The weather was lovely. It's it gorgeous. Was just, I love this time of the year. It's like uh, not too cold, not too warm, and it's like perfect. You know, I love your work because you think so much about not just what interests you, but your poor presenter who may know nothing about technology, but you can bring them in by talking about wonderful things like chess. I play chess every day on my phone. Do you? Which pro, Which app do you use, by the way? I think it's just called Chess. I'll tell you right now. I'd love to know. So while you're looking for that, we're going to focus today on AI and how, how you know, we, AI uses mathematical equations and they put certain constructs into, uh, you yeah, know, into… chess time. Chess time. Okay. Mm. Is it good? Very good. Have you beaten the... Um, I don't play with the computer. I play real human beings across the world. Oh, that's very Last cool. Last night, I beat someone from Spain. Before that, someone from Germany. I was very annoyed, though. I lost to a South African. If your name is Zweli, I'm coming back for you this afternoon. Zweli? Zweli 43 beat me. I was so annoyed. But what is your ranking? Especially because my ranking is far higher than his. So, obviously, I wasn't concentrating Zweli, but I'm going to take revenge. If it was a guy like called Bobby Fisher, they'd be cute and I'd say, okay. You know? <laughs> I'd be chuffed just to <laughs> game. <laughs> so, so, you know, with AI and everything, I mean, uh, your, your, your app, for example, has some, some clever technology that you can play against the computer, right? I'm pretty sure, as, as, as well as with human beings. And this is where we're going. You know, you've got all of this, this AI using big data, using machine learning, using different algorithms. But what they're trying to do now is they're trying to add a different layer of AI to make the AI even smarter because the AI can only do what human beings tell it to do, right? So what they've been doing at the University of uh, University College in London, mm. they have taken um, a different approach to um, you know the the chess algorithms, and they've got a new one now called Sentimate. And what Sentimate does is it actually um, analyzes real time games that have happened, right? But they analyze how commentators react to certain moves oh okay okay so instead of the computer working out if you see this did that then we're going to do that which is mm. pretty kind of straightforward an algorithm but now they're adding this almost hu- a human reaction 
to the algorithm to say, you know, hang on, this commentator acted like a wow, or you know. So, so what they've done is they've they've analysed the the texts from the commentary, and they've they've taken out specific words out of the commentary, and um, they've connected the words on the basis of their meanings, and they've trained. Uh, another state-of-the-art model for analyzing the language, and from that they've overlaid that into some sort of AI that's giving the original AI thinking a machine of the app even more intelligence. Can I tell you why that's important nerdishly as a chess player? Yes. In chess, we normally talk about two moves when I'm facing you over the board, Aki. Yes. We ask, what is the best chess move? And what we mean by that is, in terms of computational power, what is the best move? So when AI was developed and the chess computers were first made, obviously their key thing is to tap into the computational power of, yes. of, of supercomputers, right? Correct. But then we ask ourselves sometimes in chess, and as, as someone who was a competent but not an excellent chess player at school level, I was sneaky in this regard. I liked the second question more than the, second, the first question. Yeah. The second question wasn't what is the best chess move. It was what is the best psychological move. Exactly, and because that's what that chess is about, right? Like, okay, I know what Aki is like. He doesn't like this kind of move. Let me play the move that isn't the best chess move, but which is going to mess with his headspace because this is a psychological game. Spot on. And traditionally, chess supercomputers, they don't really… They can't do that. They, they can't do that. No, they can't do that. And and this is why this is, is this is so important. Now, if you think about in the future, um, what other applications you can use this for, for example… They can uh, better analyze sports. They can predict financial activity based on reactions from, say, stockbrokers and mm, people in real exactly, time. 100%. Uh, and, and you can start making better better recommendations yeah. just by using the human reaction to various things. So it, it's quite funny. interesting. That is yeah. really, really, really awesome. And scary. And scary, yes. Because it means that it, it – the computational power is now going to be overlaid with human psychology even even more exactly. accurately. Plus when you add machine learning. So the machine is mm. actually learning human emotions <laughs> and how humans react to certain things. So uh, it, it is actually quite frightening. And the other thing, I don't know about you, but you know when you go to a, when you go to a, a bar and you're standing at the bar and you're waiting to order a drink and there's lots of other people and the bus, I mean not the bus, the, the bartenders tend to miss you. You know, they, they don't know who to go to first, right? If mm. there's 15 people to want you to order a drink at an event or wherever the case may be. So what these guys have done is they've developed this uh, product called Data Spark Q, which is an AI, an artificial intelligence bar service. Mm. And what it does is if you can imagine a bar, there are cameras that focus on the people that are standing at the bar, right? It then analyzes all of these people and their faces, and then it starts placing these people on cues as they've come. So the bartenders behind the bar will have a screen and they can see you see Bissa's face. So as soon as it sees a face, it adds a number to the face. So you know who to serve next. So you don't get aggravated people. Oh, I was here before you, what the case may be. So it's analyzing it. So UBC Bissa arrived first, then Aki arrived, then Abel arrived, and then it starts sequencing things. And it just does that by, but, but by facial recognition. What goes into the algorithm? Do, do Greeks get extra points? No, no, they don't. They don't. They get kicked out, in fact. <laughs> no, but, but it goes one step further, right? What this uh, facial recognition can do is it also analyzes your face. So if, you are, if you've set the parameter that there cannot be anybody being served alcohol that is under 25, the computer will flag that person and say, Eusebius, um, can I see some ID, please, before I give you your drink? So it can pick up young faces as well. Oh, wow. Okay, that's then they, very cool. Then they overlay that information 
to the bouncers who sit in the back of the club analyzing the security guys. And they can see how many times you've been to the bar and how many drinks you've had. So they can link that to yourself getting a little bit out of hand in the bar. Then they'll come up to you and say, Eusebius, you've had too much to drink. Please just uh, slow down a bit. So they can avoid any kind of things happening. in a, that's in already a, being tried. Something. Well, they're trying it. They're trying it out and out in a few, in a few pubs really around the world. But it's pretty cool, I think. Uh, I think yeah, it's going to be cool to see where that makes the experience more efficient. Yeah. But then... The other thing that's kind of interesting about it is that, look, we want fairness and efficiencies when we go to the pub, but um, I wonder whether we want efficiency at all cost. I know I'm well, not saying that there's something cool about being annoyed, not being spotted when you've been waiting. You know yes. what I mean? But I wonder what, going back to psychology and the way we socialize, what the experience of the bar will be with this efficient, fair system. Well, I think it'll make it more efficient. Very clinical. You know, here's a picture of, of the software in action on one of the tablets. So it just puts a circle around your face and it adds a number. And that's what the, that's the number you are in the queue. So I think it kind of avoids any kind of uh, frustration from anybody that's in the bar. Weird. I mean, that picture alone, you've got you to send it to people or tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah find here's it another one. Because you, have pe- you know the first thing that strikes me about that picture? You guys have to see this. Aki will, will it give us a link or something on Twitter. Is that no one has their hand up. No, no, they don't. Well, there's no point. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to. You don't need to. Lofty. It'll You're going to have to speak. It, exactly. even tells you the time you arrived, how many minutes you've been waiting for your drink, etc. I mean, even the establishment can use that to their, to their, uh, you know, uh, to their advantage. Sure. Because if, if their service is not there, they can add another barman, etc., etc. So I think it's, <laughs> I mean, even the old traditional bar is now um, having technology um, getting invading yeah. in that particular bar. But it's pretty cool, I think. And then the predictive powers of AI is also going to move into cinema space. Well, this is what they're doing. They're actually now starting to predict, and, and again, it goes kind of links to the top story, how they are analyzing words and analyzing what people are saying, and, and, and even before that, movies and everything. So they can actually start creating a conversation, and then just from that, movie producers, and there was a, a conference in Europe this week that uh, where there was, this paper was presented, that movie producers can start working out using artificial intelligence how successful a movie is going to be and whether producers should invest in a movie um, instead of it being a flop at the box office before it's even made. And they use a very uh, smart algorithm that, um, you know, takes, uh, like, reviews of people that have seen something like a uh, you, you see what what people do is they take a movie script for example they analyze the script and then they say well this is the actual this is how the movie would look like uh, going forward how it could be produced and 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 this is how you know places like rotten tomatoes work i use rotten tomatoes as my gauge whether i watch a movie or not based on the score that it gets but sure. the point about this is that everything is now getting this smart intelligence and people are now relying on the ai and the algorithms before making any kind of decision hmm. which is uh, which is quite extraordinary as long as you don't use rotten tomatoes in your greek salad <laughs> <laughs> have a good week Aki. have a wonderful week you thanks